Okay. Mm-hmm. But when it just says uh, focus, that means that none of the buttons are pushed. Ah. But it also has a red background to the moon then. And I hadn't seen that before. I didn't remember seeing it before. Uh-huh. So Not that's enough. first time you see something, it gets your attention, right? You say, well, what does that mean? Or the first time you recognize it. Maybe it's not the first time you've seen it. You just didn't pay attention before. Yeah. So I'm, also, sure, I, I'm sure it's oh, been there. You haven't changed anything major in your operating system in the last uh, week, probably. Yeah. Also, I can turn off the, the, the alarm or anything from the iPad while I'm using it here by touching the bell symbol in the, there. I, I learned how, how to do that the other day because right. Mom and I kept, kept getting disturbed in church. And on our with our watches, and right. I found out that the, that's your notification. Sound. It's the bell. Yeah, the bell sound. Yeah, turn you can turn that on or off. Or off. So that's why I was going to tell you is you can do that on your watch as well because that's. Um, yeah. I usually have mine on silent, so I just get vibes whenever something happens instead of it actually making a sound. Although some of the yeah. sounds that it makes are interesting, you know. Um, yeah. I, I you, you if you, you have to leave it on long enough to to learn what the different sounds mean though, because otherwise it's just you know just a, a cacophony of different little gerbils and dings and you know. Like, yeah. I don't know what any of that means. We're we're in a world of too many different things that you have to memorize, and at old age, my memory just doesn't hold that much stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, you know, it's funny because it, something I've noticed recently that's happened to me a lot is um, on my iPad, I uh, hold down like the command key to do something. Well, if you if you hold it down, you know, like you hold hold down the command key and then hit a key, it does something for you, right? Or the shift command or whatever, right? right. And um, if you hold it too long, like just an extra beat, then it pops up this little thing that gives you like hints on what to do what what all the different command combinations are the problem is is that it does that before i get to then tell it what i want so then i have to let go of the command key wait for the stupid screen to clear and then do it again and it's happened to me repeatedly in this last week it's like i I would love to adjust the time period that it waits before it then pops up the stupid um hints because the hints keep popping up when i'm trying to do something and i just didn't do it fast enough yeah, these things are getting too complicated to operate. This is not the Apple way. Where's Johnny when we need him? So We're going to talk about Johnny now, right? Yeah, well, we can talk about Johnny. You know, Although, honestly, I don't think that Johnny ever had anything to do with any of that. I mean, that maybe was the Apple way, but I, that wasn't necessarily Johnny Ive's way. Um, with the uh, he, he was more concerned with the look and feel of stuff Hardware. and how they worked. And although yeah. he eventually, at one point, was put in charge of the inter, you know, the interface, it was really the look and feel of the interface for consistency's sake, not, um, not the the functionality, or at least we, even we if he mer- was in charge of it, he never seemed to care about the functionality nearly as much of anything as he did the look and feel of it, which was, yeah. I, I would say, his biggest knock was that he yeah, was. Yeah, we gotta we gotta find another Steve to take care of that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you need to have somebody who's who is fanatical about the overall use of the product. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't. I think that was one of the problems with Apple is they got too, uh, as they say, too many chimneys. Mm-hmm. You know, or 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 wells or whatever, however you want to. I don't visualize know. Define it. what you mean because I don't understand what you're what you're saying. Well. It, 
a whole bunch of little narrow groups instead of a, a good integrated approach to it, you know? Yeah, I, I well, I think what they're missing is is somebody at the top who ha- is passionate about the product. That's yeah. right. And Integr- that pulls Tim, it all together. Tim is a phenomenal manager and and an operations guy at getting all this stuff done and he's making, you know, money hand over fist for the company. Um, but he sort of has has delegated the caring about the product to other people. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't. No, it's not like he's he's he's. I, I'm sure he cares, but I don't think he uses the products in, in in you know outside of just the narrow way that a CEO would use them. You know, whereas right. whereas somebody like uh, uh, his predecessor would obsess about you know the the curve of the letter E and the and the you know wait a minute no when you push this button that's got to this has to wait. That's too quick, or that's too slow, or that's too. You know, he he would do that, and that was probably to to his his detriment in some ways. But you've got to. I think you need a balance of that. You know, and and I will say, whatever shift uh, was made within the company when they started coming back and redoing uh, the the Max. You know, I mean, yeah. obviously they put a lot of attention into the. Uh, phone and iOS because that's their bread and butter. But when they when they started coming back and they said, okay, we're going to make a Mac Pro again, and and you know, we're oh, gonna they start, went off the cliff. We're going to start, stuff. yeah, we're going to start putting some ports back onto these computers, and we're going to what who you know whoever is making those decisions yeah. se- seems to actually use the computers again. So I think things are better than they were, you know, and I think that is probably the result of Johnny Ive because he was the um, uh, the problem was the result of Johnny Ive, and and the solution was Johnny's got to go, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that was the right thing to happen. Um, apparently, according to this article by Jose Adorno that we're, we we sort of were alluding yeah, he... to, um, Ive was just bored, and they were like trying to find things to, for him to do. And then at some point, they they started saying well let's work kind of, him out of a job yeah right? let's kind of move you out of what you're doing and get other people get, get the people below you trained up to do the job because um you know we're not thrilled with what you're doing and you're not happy with what you're doing so let's start making some changes well um, he, he's been there long enough he's ready yeah. to retire yeah well and i think too but as critical a person as he is and was or was to the company you couldn't just say you know announce okay tim's gone I think that would no. have freaked out and, and, and hit and damaged oh, yeah. the stock. And, you know, because there were a lot of people who were basically saying, you know, Johnny and Tim were taking two, uh, we're splitting sort of the roles of Steve uh, initially. Yeah. And, and in a sense, they were. But, you know, Johnny wasn't happy doing it anymore. And, right. and, you know, but Tim recognized that, well, you can't just walk out the door. We need to. We need to make this a, you know, we need to ease you out to the point where everybody's going to be like, okay. Yep. <laughs> you know? You can be gone, but we don't want anybody to know it. <laughs> exactly. And so that's kind of, yeah, yeah. And according to this book, that's sort of what happened. That's what this article is talking about, a book. is it's sort of like he kind of went on to go, you know, I mean, even while he was technically still on the books, he was doing other stuff and focusing yeah. on other things. And, like, they let him, they, they kind of... Um, uh, let him go nutso with the watch, but when it became clear that the watch wasn't going to be a high-end Rolex type of thing, but instead a fitness tracker kind of thing, 
you know, that was sort of his last hurrah design-wise, right? You, you do realize all this wisdom is spilling on the floor, right? <laughs> so, what do you mean? Well, you're not recording yet, right? We keep going on and on about Oh, stuff. no, I'm recording. Oh, you are? Yeah, oh. I'll go back and do an introduction later. I'm recording. Ah, okay. Yeah, it automatically starts recording as soon as the call comes on, and then I just chop off the front end usually. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, you know, I mean, they said, you know, he he started out running a 20-person design team, and at, at some point the design staff, in order to keep up with the stuff, was hundreds of people, and he kind of kept them in groups of 20 people, but then yeah. he managed the managers, and that means he wasn't designing. Yep. You know, it's a different job. That's the thing that most companies have really a lot of problems dealing with is the idea that, the managers should come from the department that they're in. And and it's considered like a, a congratulations or a bonus or a great thing that you've now been promoted to manage what you used to do. But it's a different yeah. skill set. And people who yep. are really, really good at doing something can be really, really bad at managing something. Oh, yeah. Some people just couldn't manage their way out of a book, you know? Yeah. And, and, and they may hate it. You know, yep. I mean, kudos to the person who recognizes that they don't want to manage something, that they much rather do something. The problem is, is that the way U.S. corporations are designed, you're incentivized to move up to manager. Yeah, well, except I, I have my hand up high in the air, Todd, because I don't know if I ever told you, but when I was at TRW, they wanted to promote me to a job that meant that you work 12 hours days. And I says, forget that. Yeah. Because I got a family. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, I, I went to business school, and I wanted to be a manager. I liked the idea of management and working with people and leading a team. To me, that was a skill set that I was interested in, and, and, and I begrudgingly think I became pretty good at it. Early on, I wasn't. Some of my first yeah. management positions, I stunk. Well, yeah, I, I didn't view this had, had anything to do with my management skills. I had plenty of time and and. Uh, challenges and all of that before I ever got to, to TRW, you know, but then, uh, the, and they recognized that I would be a good manager. It was the, the basic culture that I objected to. The next level of management at that company meant that you didn't go home and work normal hours, you know? Yeah. You, you know, it was expected. Yeah. And that's that not if you unusual. accepted this job and, and it was, and it was because the upper management you know, wanted to treat you as their slave. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's Unfortunately, it's not unusual. The, the expectations change. The skill set changes. And because they're paying you more money, they, they then change their yeah. expectations of you, you know. And it's. Well, yeah. See, and, and I, I was at a point where I didn't give a rat's about getting get more pay. Yeah. I mean, as silly as that sounds, I mean, you know, but certain things w would not have been worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what we need to understand is that properly structured, the manager of a department doesn't necessarily require more money than the people who are doing the job, that yeah. the skill sets should be valued separately because they're different skill sets. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about it, what happened in my case is that they promoted another guy who was younger and thought that he was my boss until I told him, no, I'm not working for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was viewing my 
uh, job is so secure that, that no way they were going to fire me and no way were they going to reduce my pay because they wanted me in the company. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I controlled my own destiny and was happy with it because I wasn't going to stick around forever anyway, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, it's funny. When you are secure in yourself and your position sometimes, that makes you a uh, not the easiest employee to manage. I had a situation That's... where I was that way, too, where the people who thought they were in charge tried to tell me things, and I'm like, uh, well, I I hear you. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. you know, it's like... Uh, I, you know, when you when you could care less whether or not you stay at a place, you know, you enjoy what you're doing and you do it well, but yeah. you know your value and you could go do it anywhere. Then it's sort yep. of like, you know, I, you know, you, you can. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's the things that I'm doing, and and you know, you collaborate with your boss. But as soon as your boss starts to try to leverage you, you go, well, you know, I'm either going to do it or I'm not. And if you're not happy with that, I'll go somewhere else. I'm good with that too. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I, after I had a good talk with a young man who was put in charge of me, uh, he he got the message, and we got along just fine. Yeah. In my situation, I left, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah, I, I didn't do it to be a smart aleck. I just wanted uh, to, people to kind of know that I knew what my status was and yeah. there's not, not a lot they're going to do about it. You know? Yeah. Mine, mine was not like it was my primary income either though. It was, I was coaching for a swim team and the parents who had gotten voted onto the board were doing things that were not correct logically, but also in some cases actually illegal in terms of the way they were running the nonprofit that was the swim team. Yeah, and they were telling me they wanted me to do this and that, and I went, "I'm not doing that." And then they hired somebody who wasn't even uh, uh, eligible to coach the team. So the company or the the organization that certifies uh, coaches that they are part of mm -hmm. contacted me and said, "As far as we're concerned, you're the head coach because you're the only one who's certified there." And I went, I, I went and told them that, and just said, "You know, make of it what you want." If I leave, you don't have a team because you don't have a certified coach. And uh, and and then I told my the swimmers we were coming up to a Junior Olympics uh, in a, like a month, a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. I told my swimmers that we're going to Junior Olympics. I said I will be here through Junior Olympics. I'll be there for you. Uh, I said even if the team ends up doing something weird, I'll be there for you. But I'm I don't count on me being around after Junior Olympics. And ultimately, they ended up hiring back a former coach. Um, and at Junior Olympics, gave me a severance check and said, we're not renewing your contract. And uh, so it pretty much played out exactly as I had told my swimmers. I, went, I literally went out to my car, changed my team T-shirt to a different team's T-shirt, who had already offered me a job. Um, I, ended up, <laughs> I ended up not taking it. but uh, So I switched T-shirts. And then walked out and finished coaching my kids. And I actually felt like I won in that one in a big way because I was going to leave after the meet. And they ended up giving me money to leave. So it was like, all right, cool. <laughs> um, yep. You know, and then I helped a friend launch his own team for about six months. And mm -hmm. then I started my own team that lasted 10 years. So, Yep. 
So, oh, and by the way, the guy that they that they had hired that wasn't certified is now banned for life from USA Swimming, and that the guy that they hired back is also banned from USA Swimming for life. So, oh boy, shows you that uh, they weren't exactly on top of what they were doing. Yeah. So, you sent me a uh, a uh, thing from Amazon about an illustrated book of bad arguments. Oh yeah, and- I just thought it was interesting. Uh, yeah, and there's a, an accompanying book that goes with it mm-hmm. that I, I thought was a must-have also. And there was a, even another later one than that that wasn't as tightly related. But uh, I haven't bought any of them, but I enjoyed reading the sample stuff. Of them. Right. I actually so. ordered the illustrated book of Bad Arguments as a used book for like $3. Uh-huh. And so it'll take a while for it to arrive. It hasn't gotten here yet. But uh, yeah. uh, I just thought it was really interesting yeah and then the other one was loaded language but the thing that i thought the illustrated book of bad arguments is like 19 different things are 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 logical fallacies that people use when trying to make a point and if yeah if you pay attention you can catch them in those bad arguments and say wait a minute that doesn't make any sense at all you know that's that circular logic or that's that's you know uh well what what that what's really needed is when you have debates at least formal arguments on either side that this book be used as a basis for moderation yeah well the reason i was interested in it was because it seems like most of the political discourse and public discourse that we seem to hear these days is based on things here there's there's no you know people don't understand logic somebody talks and you go oh okay and you don't really critically listen to what they're saying You, you and then you find out like well wait a minute that, no, you that, know, that's circular I, reasoning, or that's a false dilemma. It's 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 uh, been totally adopted by at least one party in our political system. I think both parties uh, do it. They just both use parties, different. Both they just parties, use different both targets. parties do it, but uh, it's it's to an extreme. In in some cases, they don't want to argue logically. They it, everything is based on emotions, and that way you can sway people. So. You know. Yeah, well, I think what what the the bottom line is there is that you know there's there's become a realization within our political class that people don't make decisions based on evidence. They make decisions based on emotions, on gut feelings, and yep. then they look for evidence to back themselves up. And that's the problem with online forums because the they tend to um I'm sorry, it's hard for me to think because I get distracted. I'm hearing my echo really badly. Um, but they tend to, um, uh, you know, like things like Facebook and, and Twitter and stuff tend to filter to you things that you already agree with. And so uh, because they found that to be very sticky, you'll come back and read things because it reaffirms decisions that you've made and opinions that you have. And what yeah. your brain does is it, it makes you, you know, you don't have a recollection of of having made the decision first. It's weird how our brains work. But these are the kind of things that people like magicians have taken advantage of for years. Sure. Is, is you know, convincing you that you saw something in a certain order when you really didn't. Or, you know, uh, making things happen literally faster than your eyes can see because your eyes only see at a certain pace. I mean, yeah. you know, that anybody who knows how a television works realizes that, you know, you're not seeing any motion there. Yep. You know, you're just seeing a bunch of dots that are changing 60 times a second. 
um, yep. you know, that we then interpret. Our brain puts together as motion. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the way it is. You know, and it's really, it, it it's very difficult for a human being to realize realize and catch themselves. Yep. Yeah. You, you know, and if even if you studied all of these nineteen things, you wouldn't catch people all the time with oh, them. No. Uh, because the real time goes by too fast for you to right. do that while you're listening. Yeah, you can go back and study it after the fact, but while you're doing it, you're you're also captive to your own biases and 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 emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what we'll be coming to though is there'll be somebody who makes a machine with 19 little lights on, and and each light will light up when when it analyzed that sentence mm -hmm. you know pretty quickly faster than you could ever yeah. do it and realize that uh, there, yeah, it, there it, goes it'd be nice it'd be nice if if when the uh w during uh political debates if they have a you know underneath your podium a little thing saying oops wait a minute that was a fallacy that was a a uh, circular reasoning that was a you know <laughs> absolutely Oh, it's coming, you know, you know, with the processing that we have these days yeah. and stuff. It's all of that's going to happen, especially uh, once they, uh, uh, well, maybe we ought to go into the article where you talked about some of the uh, uh, microchip marketing plans, not so secret for Apple, uh, you know, sure. Uh, because we're at a point, an inflection point, really, in uh, uh Chip capability and design, it, it in the in sort of a a major step from where, where we used to be prior to the announcement of the M1. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what, what we. I don't think it has a name yet in a generic sense, but it's mm -hmm. uh, it's a super integrated, super large in, uh, uh, scale. You used to talk about different scales. Of yeah, super of large scale stuff. integrated circuit, right? That, that, yeah, some, something like that. But yeah, you know. Well, what they're doing, and this is no surprise because Apple pretty much told us this is what they're doing, is you know when they when they uh, settled their agreement with Qualcomm and they bought out Intel's modem manufacturing capabilities, they said we're going to be making our own modems. And the only yeah. thing that I think that 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 the people here completely are wrong on in this article is, you know, they said that they expect when the modems come out that they won't be maybe as, as fast or as efficient as Qualcomm's because they were behind when Apple bought them. That's not Apple. When Apple comes out with a modem, it's going to use less energy and it's going to be better or they're going to keep using Qualcomm. Sure. They're going That's to have right. a better option. It's not just going to yeah. be cheaper for them. It's going to be better. Just like, you know, when they came out with the M1, they didn't say, well, as long as we get to within 80% of what Intel can do, then we'll be, you know, we'll switch. No. And, and, they, and, they, don't, and they don't go by some prescribed calendar of when this is going to happen. It right. happens when it happens, and I can verify it. Yeah. You know? It happens when we, when we can build something that is better, and we can blow people's minds. And quite yeah. honestly, I think this is all going to be converged with the uh, previous conversation that we had of the U1 chip becoming the primary um, means for the on-body area network. Right. Right. So mm -hmm. the, con the connection between your AirPods and your, your smart glasses and your phone 
and pretty much anything else you watch. That's all going to be done through the U1 chip, which is the ultra-wideband. They're going to abandon Bluetooth, and these things yep. are going to talk to each other super fast with high data capability and very low energy. Yep. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. And that's so. part of the radio stuff that they're building via their purchase of Intel. And, and all of this was very predictable back clear back when Apple first started as a company. You know, it, it, it was, uh, we had integrated circuits then, you know, at, at the beginning. But you all, we all knew that sooner or later we were all going to have the whole system on a chip. They'd been talking about it for years. And it finally really came about in a big way. But the only, there were a number of things that weren't known about it then, you know, what the technology would be that gets you there and all of that, you know. But everybody knew it had to be fairly low power because of the heat problems and, and uh, yet still fast. So it was, it was always a trade-off. As, as well, it's certainly something that I think Jobs for a long time has wanted, um, but the, the capabilities weren't there initially. And then when he came back, he had to save the company from going under. So that was, you know, you get distracted from things. Yeah. I would, well, say, I would say that this is something that's been a goal since he came back. Well, it's it's not just Apple. It's been a goal of the industry. Oh, absolutely. Apple just Apple just happened to get there quicker because they had the resources right. to well, you know, put it put put in it and accelerate it. Yeah, possibly, when you've got you know? a cash cow like the iPhone, then you you can start doing those things. And and they saw right away that hey, we need to make our own chips here if we want this to be what we want it to be as a product. But I think that, that the, the modern Apple started when Steve Jobs came back. It was, you know, the, previous to that, Apple was, you know, while that was a an industry goal, Apple was happy to buy chips and put them in their computers and sell. Oh, yeah. Especially that, you know, interim period when Steve Jobs was gone and they went through, you know, Scully and then a few other different CEOs. They were, they were you know, searching for some way to make themselves relevant as a company and, and not necessarily succeeding, you know. Yeah. They were sort of off in the wilderness. It's interesting. I was um, digging around, and I have a couple of the uh, Apple Newton message pads. And, yeah. you know, those were Apple's first product, to my knowledge, that had ARM chips in them. And mm -hmm. uh, they... I think, you know, that was that happened prior to Jobs' uh, a, a return, and he killed the device once he got back. But I think he killed the device because he said that, you know, the idea was right, the implementation was wrong. And it wasn't yeah. too long after that, once he had kind of righted the ship, that he yep. said, okay, let's go revisit that and let's do it right, but it needs to be, we need to have a finger input, get rid of the stylus. Yep. And the, yep. And, but they kept the arm chip, you know? Yep. And I remember when uh, they came out with the uh, Palm Pilots, you know, and that was uh, basically killed the Newton completely because it was smaller and cheaper and worked better. But the initial Palm Pilots were not ARM either. Those were actually a uh, derivative of the Motorola 68000. Mm -hmm. And then they switched to ARM within like a year and a half because they said, oh, wait a minute, this is, you know, more bang for your buck in terms of power. And those ran off of AA batteries or AAA batteries. Mm -hmm. I remember when I remember driving back home from Egghead, the store down the street from the newspaper that I worked at, having bought my first Palm Pilot, and I was giddy. <laughs> the thing that's like, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I mean, on Except for the buttons. Nine. 
on cloud nine. And so, well, it didn't have any buttons. buttons. It didn't have any buttons. It it had uh, four buttons on it. And and all all of the uh, input was with a stylus. And you would write on the screen using graffiti, uh, which is exactly what the Newton had used, graffiti. Um, yeah, it was just, it, but I, you know, having, having, I, I actually got to go to a pre-release, uh, showing at Apple, Apple park with the newspaper company that I was at of the Newton. And one of the pitches that Apple was making was that this message pad would be the way that reporters in the field would be able to, uh, write their, their notes. Uh-huh. And so we end, actually ended up, um, getting, several of those to then try with newspaper people. So that's how come I had them early on. And, you know, they ended up being pretty dismal in that respect. But they were about the same size as, like, two newspapers, note, or uh, reporters' notepads stacked together, or three. So they were a little thicker. I think it's interesting, though, that we, we, we went to touch to where you could do it with your fingers, but then for certain applications, you still can buy a stylus, even today. Right. A lot of people, depending on what you're in, if you're an art field, you use the stylus all the time. Yeah, well, you know? and, and there are certain things that, that, you know, I mean, initially Steve Jobs' point was is that you don't need a stylus, and they didn't even offer it. Yeah. But, but, but there, you know, very quickly there became people using something like a stylus with a um, uh, rubber tip on the end in order right. to get stuff done for drawing. And people found out that, you know, drawing, touching, you know, little buttons on a screen with your finger is very natural. Trying to draw mm-hmm. with your finger is very not natural. Yeah. You know, finger painting doesn't look, you know, Da Vinci didn't finger paint for a reason. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and well, and, and so, and yeah, the, you know, when they introduced the stylus or the Apple Pencil, um, a lot of people were like, oh, Steve said you didn't need that. And now look at it. And, but it was like for very limited things. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you. I have had a stylus for each of the iPads that support one. Uh, since I've had them, and I use them very, very seldom. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Yeah. I had to have one, though. <laughs> well, yeah, I wanted one initially, but in subsequent ones, and, and I've kept the same stylus. Like, I, I upgraded the thing, but I kept I kept the stylus. It's like I didn't get a new stylus. You know, and if I ever lost this one, I don't know if I would replace it. I, um, for me, when I use it primarily, it's when I'm looking, I'm doing markup on something. So if I'm doing something like a PDF, I get like... Uh, as, you know, when I'm swim coaching, I'll get like PDFs of entries and stuff. Yeah. And so I will use the search function to find like my school or my team teams in the in the PDF. And then when it highlights it, then I take the pencil and literally use it like a highlighter on the yeah, PDF. Well, well, my biggest complaint with the stylus right now is that it's pencil size and yeah. it doesn't need to be that way at all. It could have been a slender small little thing that could have been mounted inside the iPad in a much better way. Mm-hmm. But if you stick this thing on the magnet on the side, it just gets in the way most of the time. Yeah, or falls off. They don't. They yeah. didn't design it to be easily transportable with the device. So you have to right. buy a case that has a special place to hold the pencil or, or figure some way to deal with the fact that your pencil doesn't travel well with the iPad. And they've never really solved that problem. I think that if they'd have been smarter, if they'd have just put a clip on it so you could stick it in your pocket, and that would be the intended place because your yeah. pocket is a better place than on the iPad. Well, you can buy a clip that you can put on it that then gives you the little thing. Just it like should have come with it. Yeah, it should have come I mean, with you, it. But you can buy those. That's you know. And it and it should have come in a variety of sizes. I don't necessarily need a long 
stick like that. Yeah, I know. But I would bet to you know if he if they made it thinner or smaller, you'd probably complain about it being too small. You know, they well, made it the size of I, a basic you know number two pencil. They just didn't want to give us many choices. We could have given us a lot, lot of choices. Then True. found out what we wanted. True, and that that is the other side of it is they could have said let's you know here's here's the pencil in you know ten different form factors pick the one that works for you. I mean, yeah. and in fact, I think they're missing a, an opportunity there. You know, as an accessory, how many people go out and buy expensive pens because they like this feel or that feel? There's people yeah. who collect pens because they like the look or feel of it. And they've done that with the watch. You know, you can buy all kinds of different bands. They have new ones every season. They can do that with the pencil. You're absolutely right. Yep. I left money on the table. Yeah. Yeah, because a pencil. Well, actually, they have two pencils right now. And that first pencil was ridiculous. The one that stuck into the end of the port and stuck out. Right. Like, that was just asking for something to bust off. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. Whoever yep. thought that, that's as stupid as putting the charging port for the mouse on the bottom of the mouse so you can't use it while it's charging. Thank you, Mr. Yep. Ive. To, to go back to yeah. Johnny Ive making bad decisions because he didn't want to see a hole on the mouse somewhere. And furthermore, if you're going to call it a mouse, which everybody does, it ought to look like a mouse. Oh, well, <laughs> no, that, yeah. you can buy mice that look like mice. I think I, I think that's too... Uh, no, if, if you're going to stick a cord on, it's got to stick out somewhere. Stick it out the tail where it belongs. <laughs> uh, well, who's to say that the mouse's nose isn't nuzzled into your wrist? Uh, you know, it doesn't have a face on it. I'm just saying they couldn't have picked a worse spot. <laughs> yeah, the bo- yeah, the bottom. I mean, really, seriously, you have to lay it over on its side to charge it, and now you have to. Yeah. You can't, now you can't work. Yep. Dumbest thing ever. I have a Logitech mouse here that I use in my hand. That's what I use most of the time. And it's got a charging port right in the front. And if I run out of juice, I can plug it in and keep using it. Imagine that. Yeah. You well, know. actually, the charge thing should be have a little meter on there, too, so that, you know, you leave it in for 10 seconds and you got 90% of your charge. Well, I don't know? think it's 90%, but... Uh, well, whatever. Yeah, I think all of them, uh, at least the Apple stuff... If you charge it for 90 seconds, you, it'll work for like five minutes or 10 minutes or something like that. So you yeah. like so if you're in a work a lot, you know if you're in a rush, you don't have to you don't have to let it charge overnight. Yeah. So, but it would be better if you could just plug it in and keep working. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So. Or or wirelessly on a pad. Yeah. You got a pad, a lot of. Yeah, Logitech anyway, make, make it Yeah, Logitech makes a mouse, a gaming mouse that works that way now. You plug the pad in, and the pad charges the mouse. It's never, that's right. It never runs and, out of juice. And that's right. That's 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 the most logical thing to charge by a pad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been putting mice on pads almost since they were invented. So yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, I I actually looked into that, but I like the mouse that I have, and it's not one of the three types that works with their charging pad. Now, why they don't make that compatible with every mouse they make, I don't know. Seems like hmm. they're missing an opportunity, too. I mean, instead of the batteries, if I popped out the battery, uh, well, I guess because this one doesn't have batteries, it recharges. Yeah. But I'm just surprised they don't put the inductive charging thing in the bottom of all their mice. You know, even if it means you have to raise the price, you know, maybe except for like their cheapest, like, you know, $15 mouse or something. Yeah. So... By the way, I'm looking at this Apple's not-so-secret plan to take another gigantic bite of the microchip market. And 
there's this ad that's on here like three different places from EcoDriver, and it shows somebody taking what looks like a Tide Pod and putting it into their gas tank. Please don't do that. What a stupid, stupid ad. Maybe they think because people will look at that and go, that's stupid, and click on it to find out what's going on. You know, it says, secret trick saves fuel. Thousands in the United Kingdom found a device that can lower fuel consumption by 55%. And the picture shows somebody putting a Tide Pod in their gas tank. A Tide Pod? Tide Pod. Tide, the the, uh, laundry detergent. Oh, really? I I don't see the picture you're referring to. Well, you probably have a different ad up on your screen, but I just, it's all over my screen. It's up here three times, and I'm looking at that going, that is really, really stupid. And it implies, I know there's some people who are going to just look at that picture and go try it. (laughs) And I imagine there's probably a couple thousand dollars to take your fuel system apart and clean out the stupid tide. Uh, Don't ever do that. That sounds weird. Yeah. Uh, I don't... Yeah, I don't well, happen to use there's... that as my laundry detergent. I, I don't use the pods. I actually use liquid laundry detergent. But, but yeah. I don't know. Ever since they they introduced those things, they was like, oh no, kids are gonna think it's candy and eat it, and so now they have to put a disclaimer on it. And oh no, you know, now they're saying gas tank. It's like this. Uh... Hmm. Stop it, people. Use your brains. Um, let's see. Oh, hey. Something I found was kind of interesting. There was a study done on uh, reducing the risk of cancer. And they found that a combination of three things had a 61% reduction in the risk of cancer over the course of three years in a study of 2,500 people. And it's interesting because they they had different groups. They had um, some that just did one, some that did two, some that did the other one. Some, you know, I mean, so they, they basically did every version of this, and they found when you did all three, you got a 61% lowering of your risk of cancer. And this was among adults aged 70 or older. And I now, shared, shared this with you because you're in that, in that category, and I'm, yeah. I'm headed that way. And, well, anyway, the only thing that kind of annoyed me is, is that I quickly, I did, hadn't even finished the whole article, and I saw that they got pills here, and I said, okay, where do I get them? Okay, so I started looking. There's nothing on here where you can even order them. That's because this is a ref- an article about a study as opposed to a marketing piece, which is actually wonderful. In fact, if they had put them on here, I would have questioned the legitimacy of the entire thing. Go to Amazon oh. and buy some. Okay, so here's the three things. The three things. One, 2,000 units of vitamin three, or vitamin D3. Okay, one gram mm-hmm. of omega-3s, which is uh, EHA, DHA. It's fish oil. Okay? Yeah. And then three times a week, do what they call SHEP, which is, um, what do they call it? It's, it's uh, group two vitamin. And, well, it's a. Uh, I'm trying to, SHEP is, is exercise, but I can't remember what, uh, there was a specific strength training is what they called it. Uh, I'm trying to find the dang definition because they use the word there SHEP it is. here all the time. Uh, a simple home exercise program. program simple home exercise program but they specifically said it was a uh, simple home strength exercise program yeah okay so uh when i did a little research about what that means that meant that you just uh do some some light weights so like even if you have like a, a very light dumbbell or something that you're moving something around because that puts a little bit of strain on your muscles and your and your um uh bones 
Yeah. Now they did not. We're not specific about any kind, particular kind of cancer. So uh, it's assumed yeah. that that's universal cancers. Right. But they just said I doubt all, it. They just yeah. They just said of cancers. Did did the people in the in the thing have any kind of cancer? So this was this was uh, all kinds of cancers were, re- were there was a sixty uh, plus percent reduction, sixty one percent reduction mm. in this group of those who who took fish oil, D3, and did some kind of strength training. Yeah. Which is impressive. I mean, if you could say three days a week, do a little bit of, of, of a light strength training program, and you can find them online all over the place, you know, and, and you know, if you're not strong enough to lift a light dumbbell, then do body weight, you know. I mean, you and mom do that, uh, you know, chair exercises, right? I uh, just, yeah. I just went to went to breakfast with a bunch of guys uh, regarding one of the guys had just been treated for uh, prostate cancer, which mm-hmm. normally uh, would most guys would have it before they get to age 79, which was the age of this fellow. Because mm-hmm. when you get to the age 80, at least my doctor said that we don't even uh, treat treat it anymore because you're going to die before you die, you know, of something else before you die of prostate cancer. Yeah. Well, assuming it's one of the really slow moving ones, there are more aggressive versions, but yeah. Yeah. Most prostate cancer is a very slow moving cancer. So anyway, uh, so we had a lot of discussion over breakfast this morning. Of, mm-hmm. of, uh, everybody had a different version of treatment or whatever it seemed like for uh, prostate cancer. There were several ways to go. But I, I wish I had thought about this article. And I could have said, hey, guys, for those who haven't yet had cancer, and I think there was only one guy, yeah. here's, here's your uh, well, regimen. That also means, I, I think, that you know, if you don't want you, you want to try to prevent reoccurrences, it's like, it's pretty easy. Take some vitamin D, take some fish oil and, and, you know, exercise a little bit. And it doesn't even say a lot, you know, it's three times a week. Yeah. Simple exercise, right? Yeah. So yeah, I was very impressed by that. And like I said, it's, I am not yet 70 and won't be for, you know, more than a decade, but, um, I, uh, said you know that it reassured something for me because i already take fish oil as a regular part of my daily regimen and i take uh right now it's a, a multivitamin but i also take a, a an extra vitamin with uh vitamin k and vitamin d in it yeah so um well so i guess i'll have to get started tomorrow i just the one I, thing I, I need to add to that is doing the strength training because i really don't do any any uh you know, I've started it on and off, but I don't do it consistently, and I just need to do it consistently, three times a week. As, yeah, I, in fact, I've I've been thinking that I believe that even with my foot condition, that I can ride my bike because the pressure uh, is just in would be in the archway area of your you know on the pedal pressure uh-huh. would be in the middle, and I haven't tried it, but I I think I can tolerate that for a little while enough to go ride the bike around the neighborhood, you know. Uh huh. Uh, is your balance but, good enough to do that? Do you think? Well, that's the other thing because I certainly do not want to fall. Right, that so, would be my concern. So, Mom um, says she has a problem with it, so I know that you know. But she always has had a balance problem. Yeah, she has a balance but problem too. That makes me nervous. I, but I haven't ridden in quite a long time. So, what you might want so to consider to is carefully. one of those, um, you know, large three wheel bikes that has like a basket in the back. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've actually well, thought about one of the. Way. I've thought about one of those just for like running to the grocery store and stuff. Yeah. You know, because I mean, I've got a nice like ten-speed type of racing bike, you know, but if I go to the store, I've got to put it in a backpack. Yeah. Well, I I was intrigued. I uh, yesterday I kind of got hooked on a guy. I just accidentally come up on an article for e-bikes. Now these are just the two wheelers, right. but he's an older guy, and he was explaining how the the most important thing to know about an e-bike is that it's nothing like a regular bike. You have to learn start all over, and the reason for that is is that it's a it's a fairly heavy bike, and yeah. it sits a little higher than a regular bike. Well, it depends on the bike. Some of them sit high, some sit low, but. The problem the is, center, is that they're, they're more like a motorcycle. You don't really get the exercise if, if a motor is doing the work for you. Uh, that's that's right. That's that's the other thing. So don't go into it thinking you're going to get exercise because when the power is there, you're all too tempted to turn the, the yeah. acceleration up above your ability to pedal right. fast enough to contribute. Everything I've read says that they're more like um, – like those mopeds where the pedals are there because that way they can call it a bicycle. But the reality is, is that almost nobody pedals them. Yep. Yep. You can, you can think you're pedaling, but you really aren't. Right. So anyway, after reading about to him, the most, well, the guy had had knee surgery and one had an artificial knee on one side. Mm -hmm. And because of that, he could not mount. Uh, he had only one way to get up on the bike and get balanced. In order to balance on the bike, first of all, you have to be moving. And as he pointed out, this bike weighs uh, about 100 pounds compared to a normal bike of mm -hmm. 20 or less. Uh, and therefore, you can't quickly get up enough speed to where it helps you balance. Yeah. You know, even if it's motorized. Sounds, you to, know, sounds to me like he's got a uh, one of the lower end bikes that it's that heavy because I've seen I've actually really done a lot of research on these and not all of them are 100 pounds. Well, they, well, that's, well, let me tell you the story. He started out, I think it's somewhere around 75 pounds, but then he wanted a basket on it. And then he wanted his carrier on the, over uh, the back wheel. And so he had all the options you can think of just about. Right. And the other part about it is those batteries are at, start around 45 pounds and go up from there, especially if you want the, the range that you get that's advertised. Then you end up with about a 60-pound battery. You know, mm -hmm. so it doesn't take very long, and you got a heavy bike. Yeah, well, they're certainly not lightweight racing bikes, but they the again, there's a wide range of those in terms of uh, weight and size and seat height, and and so everything that looks, they've got everything from ones that look more like motorcycles to ones that look like yeah. like you know off road bicycles. I mean, it's but, but but anyway, after reading his article, I was thinking that if I wanted something that I could ride faster than my little scooter, because he right. has a scooter. This guy had a scooter just like I do, and it goes maybe five mile an hour max. Uh huh. Some of them just three mile an hour. But anyway, you don't get much exhilaration out of that, and you don't go very far. So uh, I I ended up thinking, well, maybe I really want a tricycle if I'm going to have an electric one. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and to be honest, I've not looked around to see how many of those are, um, you know, available, like the electric yeah. trikes. Here, yeah, I, I have just a did a quick, quick click, and I see one here for two thousand dollars, an electric one. It's got the hub motor on it, so it's a basic three-wheel bike that they then put a, uh, a hub motor onto. Yeah, that's that's what this guy said. He ended up with, and uh, he wanted some way to transport it on a, on a rack on a car, but there's another six hundred dollars. He said. And he, he's already overspent 
uh, what he told his wife he was going to spend. So, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he had spent about two thousand dollars on his. So yep. easy enough to do for sure. Yeah, but anyway, I, I love the fact that battery technology is making a lot of these new kinds of things uh, come about. But since they're pretty new things, they're they're a little more pricey than they should be at this point because there's a lot of demand, you know. Um, but that price will settle out at some point. Yeah, yeah. Well, and as more and more things uh, start using electric motors, you know, they'll uh, the prices for the batteries and things will level out. Well, I, I don't know about the batteries leveling out because of the hard, the difficulty to get the materials to make those batteries. Everybody in the brother is using battery technology for, for whatever uh, in the future. And, uh, the, and even the car makers are worried about the shortages and, and their business is being stalled because of a uh, shortage of batteries. I mean, that, that, that drives everything. And, and, and that's because of the uh, rare earth materials that are uh, built into the batteries in order to make them work effectively. In now, there are, batteries, there are batteries that use other uh, more accessible com compounds, but then you, you don't have the performance characteristics. So, you know, it, who knows what time will bring, but I'm sure there'll be some improvements uh, that can affect cost and availability. I think the, the the first thing that's going to drive all of that, though, is the availability of these rare earths needed to make the current kind of high-performance batteries. Uh, they'll, they'll come out with designs that use other related but less uh, risky and costly mm -hmm. uh, uh, materials. So, anyway, uh, I, I, I love seeing some of those new technologies evolve. And, and I get excited, but I always like to re get a thorough review of all of the issues associated with it yeah. before I ever, you know, start digging in more. Because, uh, first of all, uh, you know, do you want to spend $2,000 on this thing if you're not going to use it very much, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I just sent you a link to a uh, uh, adult-sized tricycle that's not electric has a seven-speed gearing on it It's $646. Yeah. Well, that still uh, depends on my ability to put force on my feet. Right. It does. But at least you don't tip over while you're doing it because it's... Right. You know, and and this one is the 26-inch wheels. They've got 24 or 26. The 26-inch wheels are for people, you know, more uh -huh. our height. Uh, it's got a nice big basket on the back, so if you want to put stuff in there, you could probably even strap your dog back in there if you wanted to ride with your dog behind you. Oh, that won't work. You'd have to be in a complete enclosed cage so she well, can't jump out the top. Well, that's what I'm saying. You'd have to strap her in or put her in a put her in a little uh, travel crate, but you could set the crate in there. Mm -hmm. uh, but the uh, uh, you know, and this is a Schwinn, the Schwinn Meridian. Yeah, that's a good brand. It's probably so, well made. So, the the uh, the other thing that's really beneficial about a bike is the tire is big enough that you don't get beat up with all of the little yeah. chinks in a sidewalk. Even you know, yeah. I can't go down just a pretty dang good sidewalk because of that little crossbar that they make for every chunk of sidewalk. You know? Yeah, yeah, that, the expansion that, joints. 
yeah, with the small diameter wheel, that that's a big, you know, big. Yeah, <laughs> you about lose your wheel in, in the in the in the hole. Yeah. No, well, you know, with a 26-inch diameter wheel, you're, that's going to smooth out. And if you look at these, these are not skinny like um, racing wheels, like on a on a road bike. These look like um, traditional. Um, you know, they're not super fat tires like on a beach cruiser either. They're just like the typical well, wheels that the, you would have had on a bike when you're a kid. Yeah, the electric ones all have the big uh, mountain bike type wide tires. They're four inches wide, right. and the reason for that is the weight. So. See, they, when they, you have a lightweight one, you can stay with a small right. tire. And, and I would say that, that the ones that are designed that way do. There are also ones that have more regular-looking bicycle tires. Again, just there's so much, uh, so many options in the electrical bike world right now that some of them are, are you know, more heavy-duty and designed more like a motorcycle and others are not. But yeah. uh, uh, there's also conversion kits that you can buy to electrify regular bikes. You could buy one of these and then electrify them later if you wanted to. Um, yeah, those are always uh, contraptions, though. Yeah, my estimation, you know. There's that Ad possibility. Add-ons yeah. are never. Uh, yeah, well, very and if, if you were going to do something like that, you would, uh, in, you know, really re probably be better off going to a bike shop and saying, or or an electric bike shop, and letting them do the conversion for you because that's not the work you want to do. Right. Um, but yeah, this is this just trike actually looks pretty nice and i like the it idea does. that it's um it's you know uh, they have like a single speed one but i like the idea of having multiple speeds because you know not everywhere is oh yeah flat oh and, i think the speed i think the speed thing is important uh the yeah. transmission if you will yeah exactly <laughs> but uh you know it's got a pretty pretty reasonably large and what i like too is that that cargo area also folds back down flat so it doesn't have to sit up behind you like that if you don't want it to yeah, you'll notice they do have an electric amongst the bikes listed here. I, I products related to this item, and it's it's three thousand dollars. So yeah, I hadn't even scrolled down, but uh, and it's and the tires are smaller, so it's not going to be a nice rider. It's going to be rough. Yeah, the Ad Motor Motan electric tricycle yeah. adults. Yeah, but it's twenty inch flat tire, but so yeah. it's, 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 it's going to be fairly of, smooth. Yeah, 20 inch instead of 26 inch. It's, again, it's they're you know they're doing sort of a hybrid bicycle slash motorcycle type of thing. Yep. So and you can see there's much cheaper um, three wheel bikes down below too. You know, a couple hundred bucks cheaper. Yeah. But right. uh, you know you're paying for the the Schwinn name and the quality. Um, notice that the design of it too is that it, it's uh, kind of got the low step through um, frame. That's you right. Know, uh, Most people buy that step through now. They used yeah. to call them women's bikes. Yeah, they exactly. They found out that 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 inhibited their sales. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They used to call it. Well, it's because the idea was that you know a, a woman who's wearing a skirt or a dress could still go biking, right? Right. Because uh, you could step through without having to hike up your your uh, dress. But um, a lot of people just said, "Wait a minute, that's more comfortable." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. So Anyhow. anyway, I, I'm thinking of something like that. I might, I've got, first of all, I have a two wheeler bike and I thought I'd go out and try it, but I got to be really careful that I don't fall. That's yeah. The biggest I was going to say, if, if you do that, do me a favor and have a younger, healthy adult who can like run along beside you so that if you start to fall, they can catch it at least until you're comfortable, well, you know, my mean, meaning There's... other than, other than your wife, because she's not going to catch you if you start to fall. That, that's right. 
but but I may have my daughter come along. That's but anyway, what I was going to tell you is our sidewalks here in the park have grass on both sides of them, right. and the grass the grass the way they've been cutting it lately require they cut it more often because they leave it high. But it looks nice, and it's also quite cushy. In fact, I think I could fall into that without being hurt really very bad at all. I would argue that you would fall into that and break a bone. You think, huh? You're over 80 years old, yes. You fall off of a bicycle into a yard, and the four inches of cushy grass aren't going to stop you from plowing into hard dirt. Yeah, maybe you're right. I think that is a highly risky thing, and, and so I, that's why I said just please don't do it until there's somebody there who can verify that you're you know, stable enough to do it and you're comfortable that you're stable enough to do it, especially having not ridden a bicycle in a long time. I think the idea is wonderful, but I think you need to ease into it with some protections in, in place. Yeah. So anyway, just thought let you know my uh, experience with mm -hmm. watching uh, almost two-hour video on uh, YouTube regarding the uh, use of these e-bikes. Mm -hmm. And while the guy was pedaling, he was tooling along and dodging people on the lane. And the, the attractive thing for me is uh, Tobin, your brother, when he was out here the last time, discovered the trail that we have, you know, but unfortunately they're not right in my backyard like they are for lots of other people. Right. So, so getting to the trail is kind of an issue because any of these things are not easy to to haul uh -huh. unless you have a tra unless you have a trailer made for it, you know. Right. Uh, and uh, and then there's no storage area for the trailer by my house, so I'd have to sit outside. So a lot of other issues, you know. So uh, I'd like to find a route if I can do this over to that trail that's safe, mm -hmm. you know, through neighborhoods where there's not much traffic. Right. Uh, and pr maybe even ride it on the sidewalk, you know? Yeah. I don't know about uh, the rules in North Carolina here. You're not supposed to ride bicycles on the sidewalk, although you see kids doing it. Yeah. The adults, yeah. you generally ride on the road. but Yeah. Well, that's preferable as long as I cannot lose my balance. My balance, you know. Right. Well, once you're confident that you're riding the bike and not, yeah, you're, yeah. you're stable on it. Yep. So, anyway, uh, the uh, what the fact that this guy was on this trail and could move along at a clip of you know 25 to 30 mile an hour uh, seemed like, man, this is this is cool, you know, <laughs> compared to my scooter, you know. Uh -huh. The pr problem with the scooter is is I wouldn't want to go much faster on the scooter because it wouldn't be safe. Because right. it, it, uh, even though it's a, tri a tricycle uh, configuration, no, I guess I got four, I've got four wheels on mine. Yeah. It's not, not a trike. Uh, uh, that, and the reason I got that was for stability. Right. I remember yeah. your daughter, my sister being pretty adamant that she wanted you on a four wheel one. Being, yeah. a, being a physical therapist that works with people with limited mobility, she's seen and experienced you know, uh, even at, even things. at five mile an hour, if you had a trike and you turned it sharply, it'll tip. Oh, easy. It yeah. would go over, you know. Yeah. So well, you could probably but, flip the one you've got if you tried, but, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose. But anyway, uh, I'm, I, I, I like the fact that I could go a little faster. I'm not saying I'm going to go 25 or 30 mile an hour. Right. Because I don't think I'm going to pedal that fast. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's my first issue. But at least it will give me some 
some movement in my legs that I don't get currently. Yeah. You know, if, if I can handle the pain, you know. So, so, you know what you might try is riding a stationary bike first. Yeah, I got one of those sitting right beside me here. <laughs> I might. Can say, get up there and just see if you can pedal it. I might fall off. Yeah. <laughs> well, you land on that soft, cushy floor. Yeah. <laughs> it's got about a half inch of carpet. But right below that's concrete. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's probably just as, uh, protect you just as much as the lawn. Um, yeah. I just sent you a link to a uh, an electric bike that's eight ninety nine. It's twenty six inch wheels, uh, Shimano seven speed dual shock absorbers. Mm-hmm. Well, I have two bikes right now, so for just a self powered. Oh, I know, bike, but you I'm, were talking not... about uh, electric bikes. This is an e bike. Oh, this is an e bike. E bike oh. less less than a thousand dollars has uh, you know can, mm. has uh, what they say like a forty mile range and. And uh, uh, yeah. up to 19 miles an hour. Yeah. Again, that sort of defeats the purpose of actually exercising and pedaling. But yes, it does. Um, well, that's that's interesting to know that they're getting that. But uh, you know, it's more not. Yeah. Not so expensive, you know. Yeah, and that one's more bike-like. Yep. You know. Well, it wouldn't have some of the problems. The, the one that the guy was riding probably would weigh a lot less. I, I don't see the weight spec on here yet. Uh, yeah. Hmm. But uh, anyway, like I said, I've done a lot of a lot of reading, and there's lots of different options that are available out there. So, so mm -hmm. you just got to, um, you know, kind of figure out what makes more sense for you. But the 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 faster, more powerful ones are heavier, more solid. It says this weighs fifty nine pounds for shipping. Oh no, oh. item weight fifty nine pounds, seventy two pounds for shipping. So there's a bunch of crap that ships with it. You know, okay. heavy cardboard and stuff. But anyway, it's just I... another option in that in that arena. There's a lot of things to look for in that arena. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate you sending me that. So, um, I'm not quite sure of why, but I know that in the neighborhood that I live in, you're not supposed to ride bicycles. So, you're supposed if you want to ride bikes, you're supposed to like go outside the neighborhood because we're in a little gated community. And I, I saw one guy who was coming around in the mornings and riding, and then he quit doing it. So, somebody probably spoke to him, which is hmm. seems dumb because it's relatively flat, and because it's a gated off community, there isn't a whole lot of traffic. Seems to me like the perfect place to let people who are going to be riding bikes, you know, and it's a retirement community, so the people who are riding them are, are older that's, people. It just seems really, seems like a stupid rule to me, but, you know. Yeah, so, to, to keep older people from hurting themselves, right? So, I'm sure <laughs> some ding-dong got on the board at some point and said, I don't like bicycles. Somebody practically ran me over when I was out taking my walk. And so they, yeah. they banned them. Yeah. Only 19 left in stock. Order soon. Uh, rush, rush, rush. Yeah. You know how many they have when they're at maximum capacity? Probably 20. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's probably right. That's their inventory. Yeah. yeah. So, anyhow, there's, um, you know, uh, and this is just one of multiple options. This one, uh, I like that the battery has a handle on it, and it's right on top. It's got a, a meter to tell you how much charge you have. And yeah. Uh, so, and but you 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 know you can lift the battery out by the handle, 
and then take it in the house to plug it in and charge it. Yeah, that sounds cool. I hadn't noticed that. So, yeah, it's not a bad one. You know? Yeah. Called, called the hay bike. Not hay as in alfalfa and... H-E-G-H. But hay as in hay there. Or H-E-Y. Yeah, H-E-Y. Hay bike. Hey, bike. Come over here, right? Yeah. (laughs) That's what I want. I want the Tesla bike. Bike, come get me. It'll come drive over to you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, with electric bikes, there's a lot of people who could commute that currently use cars. You know, the main issue is we need to bikeify the roads a little bit like yeah. they do in holland you know they're, yeah. well they're not the only they, ones there's places all over the world where bikes are the primary way of getting around whether they be motorized asia. or or yeah. probably more in asia than anywhere yeah huh? anywhere you've got a high population density you want to keep down on the you know keep your air breathable and stuff then it makes sense to you know switch to bicycles for getting around and like you said if you live within a few miles of your house uh it live within a few miles is that right yeah is that, is that what you meant to say that's what I did say. Did it not come across that way? You, you said a few miles of your house. If you live a few miles. Oh yes, miles you're right. Live a few miles from where you work. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's most, what I thought you meant. Most people do live within a few miles of their house. <laughs> I was going to say I got my hand up. <laughs> yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I said exactly that. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, if your commute is inside of, you know. I mean, depending on your your willingness to ride, some people will bike up to 20 or 30 miles. But, um, you know, some people would say, no, it's got to be within 10. But I wouldn't do it if I had to do it at the edge of a highway where the cars can get over within a foot of me. Like this guy was saying, he had that happen to him once and he Mm -hmm. felt really uncomfortable. And in fact, Mm -hmm. uh, he pulled off and managed to stop without crashing because he was on the right side and he could use his right leg to break himself and stop stop quickly yeah well the interesting thing where i live because i coach in orange county and there is a bike trail that goes from where i'm at to orange county now i'd have to kind of go up over a pretty major hill to get to where the pool is and that would be along a pretty busy street which would make me very uncomfortable but to get to orange county there's a bike trail that follows the santa Ana river Mm -hmm. therein lies another issue that is a major area for homeless encampments, and there have been more than a few people who have been biking or jogging along that trail and had homeless people with mental issues. Most of them are fine, but there are a few that have some issues. You know, either jump out and or attack them and cause bikes to wreck or, or them to hit yeah. people because they, you know, step out in front of them. Sure. And so, you know, I look at that and go, well, I don't really want to take that trail either. Yep. Yeah, but that trail all goes, have that trail literally goes all the way to the ocean. I know, I know. So, yeah, it used to be it used to be a pretty Bernardino. lousy trail, but the last time I saw it when we camped over at Rubido was mm-hmm. uh, pretty well developed. Yeah, they've it's gone grown... through and made the trail a nice trail uh, and paved the entire thing from San Bernardino all the way to the ocean, so forty miles. Yep. Yep. So, that made a big difference. Yeah. So it's asphalt, so you could ride your bike on it or walk along it. Um, I think it's it's really made as a bike trail. But yep. uh, when I was in high school, a couple different times, some of my friends did a bike ride all the way down. I remember one time I went down and, and picked yeah. them up and brought them back. Well, the bike trail that Mom and I experienced was in Cincinnati, Ohio. And along the river there, it runs 50 miles up to Columbus, Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, that comes down from, from there. 
And uh, man, that was a nice trail. And the t- it was about six foot wide, uh-huh. or wa- as a that was the narrowest yeah. uh, spot. And uh, but the problem with that is that within the city, at certain times of the day, that was a very busy path to where there were people out there with uh, with their babies and their strollers, and mm-hmm. you know a lot of slow moving traffic. Yeah. Uh, if it's and going to be so, a bike trail, it needs to be a bike trail. You know, it need, yeah. you almost need like a bicycle highway that's dedicated to no motorcycles, no cars, bicycles. That's, yeah, that, no, that's the no way. No pedestrians, that's the, no no. That, that's the way it works in Holland. In fact, yeah. they have stoplights and everything to manage that whole system, and it's just an overlay of the car system. Right. And and if you want to just do walking, and there's signs everywhere that say you know, bikes only. Yeah. Yeah, but so. we're we're kind of uh, m- most communities, I should say, in this country are are kind of mixed use uh, systems. Yeah, well, we're very car centric here. There were a That's few right. places. There are a few cities uh, where my oldest daughter went to school in Davis is very bicycle centric. Um, highest yeah. highest bicycles per capita in the U.S. is what I remember them saying at one point in time. That's not just the college campus, it's the entire city. The city is designed uh, with wide bicycle lanes so that when you're riding your bike, you don't feel like, you know, there's cars zipping past you going 40 miles faster than you are inches away from you. Yeah. Um, And so they're, you know, they very consciously made it bicycle friendly. So um, I wanted to talk about something that has happened since you and I met last, and I don't think we really talked about it, and that is... Uh, Elon Musk bought something. He went shopping. Yeah, he did. He sure did. Yeah. Now, he, now he's got this problem of how he's going to manage it. And, yeah. Uh, somebody was telling me this morning that uh, somebody uh, had really had an interesting inducement to get Musk to bring the uh, the whole company down to Texas. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I I wish I had remembered what the guy said, but it was it was really hilarious. But there, uh, but the biggest problem he has is he's going to have to fire at least fifty percent of the people because you know they're all liberals sitting there in San Francisco. Well, I think part of it too is is not just that they're liberals, but uh, there's been quite a few people that when they found out how many people Twitter had hired, they're like, "What are they all doing? You know, <laughs> how come they have so many employees?" And so I think that they probably have over hired for what they really need. <laughs> Um, Probably, you know, and and, you know, there's got to be an assessment of what skill sets do they need and then really manage to keep that. Now, whether he moves the company or not, um, you know, maybe. Oh, I, I, I doubt if he would. Uh, yeah, but it's possible. But, but the problem you have there is you, you've got to bring a pretty substantial part of your staff along and pay their expenses. Yeah. And that's that's not cheap. Yeah, well, I mean, it just depends on, you know, on, on I mean, he's kind of outlined some broad strokes about things he wants to do with the company. Um, some of those are very non-trivial things, like one of the things he said he wants to do is get rid of bots. Well, you could get rid of bots tomorrow if you made sure that everybody had to have a verified account, but then that underpins the issue of people who have anonymity. And you go, well, what's wrong with getting rid of anonymity? Well, what if you live in a country where... If you don't have anonymity and you say something the government doesn't like, they come knocking on your door. Yeah. 
you know, and and so anonymity is absolutely crucial in certain places in the world in order for you to stay alive. Yep. yep. You know, and, well, that's, and that's one major role that Twitter has served very well. Uh, everybody does have to be a verified poster uh, that joins Twitter. Is that what you're saying? Well, that was one one way of com combating bots is everybody has to be verified. But the problem is, again, like I said, if everybody's verified, then you lose anonymity. Well, I think that's a good deal. I, I'm a proponent of that. I, so the, uh, in fact, I thought that any network where uh, you can have people who, you, you know, there's no means of enforcement at all on the Internet, on whether you call it social network or whatever. Uh, and that's kind of like having a theater where somebody can say fire and you can't in, in any way enforce it. You, any law that you make to uh, uh, prohibit some kind of behavior has to be enforceable. And that means, uh, you know, it's either anonymity, anonymity or verified accounts. And, well, you know, I, I didn't know that they had a verified accounts, but I they, guess you're right. They do have verified accounts, but they're very limited. And basically what they've done is verified accounts for people who are popular within the pop in the public. So like if you're, um, you know, the president of the United States, you don't want somebody pretending to be the president and, you know, you know, creating a, a POTUS account that then they, you post and people might think it's the president. So there's, the, you know, the verified, the, the real Donald Trump, the real Elon Musk, the real. But it's, but, yeah. but it's basically been limited to people who are, you know, like Hollywood types and people that have a public persona already. And Twitter, but but part of the problem was is it was never super clear within fr from within Twitter as to, you know, how to become a verified account, and they decided who was and wasn't going to be. It was only offered to certain people, um, but it was mostly people who had public personas already, um, you know. And like so they like could, like anybody in the entertainment industry. Exactly, as I'm saying, Hollywood types and people like that, because you don't want somebody. You know, it's easy enough to make to make an account and name it something very similar to somebody who's famous and get a whole yeah. bunch of followers because they think they're listening to, you know, Ashton Kutcher and it's not Ashton Kutcher. It's some bozo yeah. in, you know, uh, but, in a cabin I, in, you know, Oshkosh or something. But I've noticed that uh, I've already seen Oshkosh. quite a few articles talking about the conservatives that are back on, like uh, Tucker Carlson. He says, I'm back. Yeah. You know? Well, there's also and several so, liberals who have said, I'm leaving, you know, and it's like, yeah. I think it'll all balance out. It'll all balance yeah. out. I mean, those who, who left and those who are leaving now are all just, you know, doing it as performance art. They'll, sure. They want the mouthpiece. And so right. I, I'm not too worried about, you know, large numbers of people coming or going. But, you know, I, I the point I was making is that he has stated that he wants it to be, uh, you know, an open platform for for people's First Amendment. But he also wants to get rid of bots. That was one of the first things he said is get rid of bots. But, you know, how you do that affects more than just the bots. Everything you do has has repercussions. And so you got to be careful about that, because if you go to verified accounts, literally there are people around the world who will stop using Twitter to communicate about what's going on in their country. And they may have been one of the only ways we got any information from what's going on inside the country, because the strong man who runs the country will kill them. Yep. You know, and so, you know, you can say, OK, Twitter's no longer going to serve that purpose, but then something else will.
Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I I don't know is that how how does a person that would would not that doesn't want to be criticized be sure that they're that the person who said something offensive to them was in fact who they said they were. You know, they could be killing. You know, you could use that as a as a way to commit murder by somebody else's hand. You know, I don't like you. Therefore, I'm going to pretend that you said something nasty about my my dear leader, right. the dictator. Well, that's the yeah. problem. That's the quagmire that exists right now. Is that you know, it's um, you you can be anonymous. So you don't know who necessarily posted something, but you could also, you know create a name that implies you're somebody that you're not and get them in trouble yeah i mean yeah. it's just that it's it, that's part of the issue with twitter that makes it so difficult and so i don't know that i mean we'll see elon may have some some brilliant ideas and he may have thought through this and figured out how he wants to handle it uh, you know uh presuming that this all goes through and he event you know eventually does take control he will start um you know making some of those changes we'll see what happens well, he has taken control already. I, I, what are you questioning? He has not taken control. No, no transaction has happened. It's all just an agreement at, at this point. It has to get it has to get approval. He's buying a company. There has you know that has to oh. get approval from the Fed and you know you don't you don't buying a buying a, a company is not like buying an iPhone. You don't just go out and hand somebody cash and walk away. Yeah, yeah, I know. So okay, so. But it's effectively final. Yeah, but I mean, he doesn't have it. It's it. Nothing's been approved. He doesn't have an office on the Twitter campus. He he can't walk in there and start telling people what to do because he's not the boss. Yeah. Now, what I thought was funny was the guy uh, who is it, Jack Dorsey, who's who's been um, prior yeah, to though. Elon. He was one of the founders. Uh-huh. Was very against him purchasing it, but then he completely did a 180 and reversed. And now he's talking, all, you know, publicly talking about all the wonderful things that Elon's going to do. I think he's lobbying to stay part of the operation. Oh, uh, you think? I think he is. But quite frankly, I hope that Elon kind of cleans house at the top. Like, <laughs> don't keep the same people in there. They they've been trying to run it since it was founded and have never quite figured out what business they're in and understood their product very well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the the program, the the product has kind of flailed around for a lot of years and been successful in spite of itself. You know, that's the other thing Elon has stated that he wants to get rid of ads. Okay, then how's it going to make money? I mean, I guess it doesn't have to. If it's your business, you don't have to make any money. You don't have to report to anybody. But, yeah. but I don't think you bought this to throw away money. And you did take out some loans, so you've got to pay those back. Yeah. Uh, you know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what he does. Yep. I, you know, it's one of those things where I, I find him admirable in a lot of things, but I'm not an unabashed Elon fan. I think he does some things really well. I think, I think like um, our former president, he has a tendency to let his mouth run off and, and ends up looking stupid sometimes because of it. Because he tends to say mm-hmm. things as they come into his head instead of letting him process for a minute before they go out his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Doing business in public is not not the way to do it. Yeah, well, that's the way he does. It, it, that's the way he does it. And <laughs> and any, anybody in their right mind knows that they can that they're going to make misspeak at some some point in time. Oh, sure. You know, uh, I mean, he's and, got, and, the problem is he's gotten to the point where he's got so much money that when they fine him, he goes, "Okay," <laughs> pays the fine and goes right on doing what he was doing. 
Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of considers the cost of being Elon. Yeah. You know, it's like when Facebook gets fined for doing something that they're not supposed to do and they go, okay, here's the money and they keep on going. They, they just, well, that just means the fines weren't sufficient. Yeah. That's the problem is, is like the, the way the laws are written, they can't find enough to make the, uh, you know, a, a multi-billionaire care or a multi-billion dollar company care. You know, it was Apple was what fined five, uh, $50 million a week for 10 weeks. At the end of the 10 weeks, the, the law was written that they could only b find them for 10 weeks. So Apple just paid the fee every week. And at the end of the 10 weeks, they went, okay, and kept right on doing what they were doing. I mean, they sort of uh -huh. kind, they kind of changed what they were doing a little bit, but not really. Yeah. You know, to kind of give a little, you know, genuflect to the, to the Dutch government. Yeah. Yeah. Did well, you follow that story? It was, a, they had broken a law about something to do with Dutch dating apps. And, and how the, the billing was going through that. And so, and Apple just said, well, here's, here's kind of what we'll do. We'll, we'll, you know, give you a little bit. We're not going to do what you want, what you're asking us to do. Cause that's just not the way we do business. So we just pay the fine. Yeah, <laughs> you, can I, only, you can only find us for 10 weeks. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, reflecting back on how we started this show, uh, I talked about myself and some of my uh, arrogant behavior at a certain point in life. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're, we're all human beings, so we do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and when, when you do the assessment, whether you're a person or a company or a CEO, when you do the assessment and say the penalties, I don't care about the penalties. They're, they're not big enough to make, you know, substantially right. change my life in any way. Then yeah. suddenly you're very free to do pretty much say and do what you want to do. Yeah. You know, and it's not always what the people who are trying to incentivize you by penalizing you had anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I wish I could think of this congresswoman's name uh, that's been in the news a lot lately uh, because basically she's taking uh, she's a Republican uh, freshman congressman. I think it is something Taylor. Yeah. Uh, Marjorie Taylor or something or another. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I have listened to her. I, I I'd seen her name in the print all for a long time and didn't know anything about her. And there's a, a website that I watch that's uh, basically uh, an extreme conservative Catholic site called uh, Church Militant. Church Militant is the organization, and they've been doing interviews with her. And uh, and so I Marjorie Taylor Green. That's that's the one. Yeah. And anyway, and, and she's Catholic, and so she's very uh, rigorous about her. Well, she's she's not. What she's really objecting to is the misbehavior of of a lot of bishops in the Catholic Church and the rest of the hierarchies' unwillingness to do anything about it. Okay, and. And so uh, it fits right in with Church Militant because they've been the only site that really tracks and follows like like a detective pretty mm -hmm. much every action of a whole bunch of the hierarchy in the church and really doing everything they possibly can to get the church to take action. Uh, but the current pope is just not going to do it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, to uh, to get to, to do something about their behavior because they're scandalizing the church. No doubt about it. Yeah. They, they, they do not practice what they preach, you know? So anyway, 
uh, it's it's interesting to hear her talk about you know the sudden spotlight that she's been put into, and basically she had her kids in Catholic school and took them out because there's so many predator priests, which is where this all starts with, right. as well as well as according to Church Militant at least it's not just predator priests priests it's the gay problem they're all gay and so there's a whole segment there but anyway uh the church has been scandalized so far now that what he does isn't going to make a hoot of difference but uh it's it's interesting to follow uh how different people behave you know with regard to this problem uh and i, I of course the congresswoman she she's taken on the democrats on a lot of other issues but they're they're very much related to her being a mother of young kids or she's trying to get through school mm-hmm. without being attacked uh, with uh, uh, a bunch of the, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, I can't remember the acronym. The, the Black Lives, it started with Black Lives Matter and the curriculum in schools, whatever that issue is, I can't recall. Uh-huh. But, uh, but anyway, anyway, uh, politics and religion uh, are are always doing battle, but as it turns out right now, uh, well, unlike a lot of uh, Protestant religions, which are pretty much uh, on the conservative side, at least compared to the Catholics, about half the Catholic Church is Democrat and half Republican. It's pretty evenly split, mm-hmm. and so the church ends up being split that way in terms of their bishops too. So it's, it's a, uh, it really makes for an interesting problem. Or an imp- interesting opportunity because people with differing ideas who can sit down and have a rational conversation about those ideas yeah. is sort of the basis of why our country exists, I think. Yep. You know, yep. um, the, the problem is getting to this rationality, as you said, right? Yeah, well, the, the rational conversation as opposed yeah. to shouting matches and and, and, right. and and using all of those uh, arguments that we were talking about earlier to make each other yeah. look awful. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's uh, you know, logical fallacies to attack each other. Um, yeah. So I, we had also, you had shared a while back, and I thought this was interesting, Apple has a really cool braided lightning cable. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've had issues with cables for yeah. a long time. I think everybody does. Yeah. And there, and, and unfortunately some of Apple's cables that come with their systems are not as good as some of the competitors right. out there. The basic lightning cable that comes with your iPhone is sold separately for 19 bucks if you want to buy it from Apple, but it's yeah. very, it's pretty thin wire and the rubber coating tends to fray and, and break pretty quickly. It's not the most durable cable in the world. But they make one that's covered with braided nylon that is really nicely built and heavy heavy duty. But they don't sell that mm-hmm. one separately. You have to buy it with something. It, else. With yeah. something. It only comes <laughs> with products. But they gave us a list of the products you can buy. That's right. That's I the magic that cool. mouse that you charge up on the bottom side, which is designed badly for seventy nine dollars, comes with a braided lightning cable now. Yeah. The magic trackpad, hundred twenty nine bucks, comes with a braided lightning cable. Now, if you imagine the braided lightning cable, if the regular cable is 19 bucks, imagine this one's 29 or 39. Deduct that from the price of the Magic Trackpad or the keyboard because you're getting a really nice cable. 
So the Magic Keyboard is <laughs> 99 bucks. The Magic Keyboard with the number pad is 129 The Magic Keyboard with Touch ID is 149 That's how you charge it up is with a braided cable. They have yeah. a black Magic yeah. Mouse, a black trackpad, and a black keyboard. All of those also come with... And, and, and not, not a single iPhone. Yeah. The biggest seller and the highest priced item does not come with cable. Yeah, well, it doesn't come with a braided cable. It comes with the stupid nineteen dollar cable. cable that falls yeah. apart. Yeah, come on, Apple. If, if you're a premium company, do it premium. I was wondering yeah. if that's because they just are, are growing the manufacturer of a more quality cable, uh, or yeah, not. I don't know. I don't know. Do notice one thing about this though: the black mouse, the black trackpad, and the black keyboard are all twenty dollars more than their white equivalent but they do come with a black braided cable yeah but anyway if you go down a little further you can see that uh there's amazon basics nylon usb a lightning cord six foot long for 13 dollars yeah okay it's not, it, yeah it's not Am uh, oh amazon basics yes yeah and but the anchor one is as a double braided nylon lightning cable yeah. two pack a two pack now for seventeen dollars, right. so that's cheaper. That's, that's what I went and bought. Yeah, I actually have several of the anchor cables, um, both excuse me, braided ones, and then even the ones that they have that are wrapped in rubber are much heavier duty and thicker and better designed than the Apple ones. The yeah. only thing I will say is, in a few cases, the the little head of the uh, connector is a slightly different diameter than the one that comes from Apple, and there's a few places where I found that that won't fit in. I think Anchor... The lightning, the lightning connector? The lightning connector. You know, the actual metal part is exactly the same. But uh -huh. if you have a certain case that restricts the amount of area around where that is... Oh, if oh. You, if you I have... Guess. So certain cases will limit you to which cables you can use. I th oh, okay. Anchor has redesigned most of their stuff so that it now fits most places. But just be aware if you have like a um, a life-proof case that certain, and I'm not saying Anchor, but other brand uh, lightning cables may not work because mm -hmm. the, the, the rubber part of the connector that you actually hold with your hand when you plug it in is actually a little bit bigger and won't fit in that tight space around that case. Yeah. Where the, where if, the power if I were to is. buy any of these now, I would buy a USB-C to, uh, to lightning. Yeah. There's I'm, no sense staying the old, yeah. the other one because for, for most phones now, they have the higher speed ch uh, charge capability yep. that you need the C cable on anyway. I actually have USB-C, um, to lightning and USB-C to, to USB-C and even a USB-C to micro USB for a few older devices and then a multi-port USB-C charger that I use when I'm traveling and when I'm here at home it's plugged in here on my desk and that's what I use. Yeah. Um, and, and if so, you've got an iPhone 7 it'll also charge that faster. Now I have an older iPhone so or not iPhone, uh, a Apple Watch 7. The Apple Watch 7 also has a faster charge capability if you've got right. higher current. You have to have the, the puck that came with it that supports that higher current and then a USB-C power source. By the way, is Apple Watch 8 out now? No. has not been announced. It It'll probably come out in, in the fall. Well, today I was sitting by a guy. I didn't ask him, but he looked. his watch was a, definitely an Apple Watch because it had a little dot on the end of the the button and, and all of that. Maybe it was a seven though, but it looked bigger to me than mine. Uh -huh. uh, and uh, it had a, 
a really complex looking watch face like these big watches that a lot of guys wear mm -hmm. you know i will uh, i will tell you that that the fitbit and a few other companies have made things that look an awful lot like an apple watch uh, but they're not okay maybe, maybe it wasn't an apple brand but i i i just happened to notice it looked a little bit bigger than mine does mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, gee, maybe the eight's out. And I was going to ask him, but then breakfast was done. I got off a different topic. So yeah, well, and, and they they do a really good job of making them look very, very similar. Hmm. So that you you won't feel left behind from a design standpoint, right? I guess. <laughs> I guess. Or they just figured. You know. It's hard to it's hard to protect the look of something, you know. Yeah. No matter what it is. No, you're right. Because all it has to be is a little different dimensions, one way or another, and mm -hmm. they they can win in court. Yeah, I sent you a link to the Fitbit page with the three watches that they have. None of them are showing off their different faces, but but they do a square watch that looks very similar. And if you scroll down, you'll see it on somebody's wrist, and you can see it, that it looks fairly large. Well, larger is not better in my mind. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't like j jumbo watches. You know, uh, your mom and I were talking about this whole business of buying uh, uh, online, and and its many problems. Uh, the biggest one being size. You know, even if you have something to scale and something else standard beside it, it's very difficult to really know how big something is until you actually see the real thing. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times where we ordered food, usually, that's what we mostly get out, and the package we get is much smaller than what we had envisioned it to be. Right. But, they, but they, when they show them in their store ads... They never give you that comparison for every product because the store is full of things. Mm -hmm. So, so the that's always an issue. Even if you, even if it does say how many ounces or whatever, sometimes you really don't know how many ounces there are in the old package that you had. You know, right? And maybe it's part of it's because we're we're now in conjunction with this inflation, so they're cutting package sizes uh, in order to, you know sell you the product yeah that's the ugly side of inflation right is it's it's not yeah. just things cost more it's you're paying the same amount but now suddenly the package is smaller yeah it's so smaller. we we were different having a difficult time figuring out what it really was that made this happen but we, we were pretty annoyed that a couple things were so darn little and we didn't buy enough you know because yeah, yeah. you know somebody else picked it up and threw it in the cart and we bought it. You yeah, know? <laughs> I know, I've noticed that some uh, sometimes different brands of toilet paper, the roll gets narrower and narrower. <laughs> it's like, wait a so, minute. So if we are ever going to transition to a uh, 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 online, you know, society mostly, and, and, uh, and there's a lot of benefits to it, uh, cost especially, uh, and you know, if somebody really wanted to be competitive in that market, uh, they could, you know, the, the real problem we have right now is Amazon is so dominated during that COVID period. But, of course, they just paid back to 
paid the piper because their business has dropped the last quarter considerably. Went went down 14 percent, I think, the, the day of their uh, reporting. Uh, then it popped back to 12 percent pretty quickly, but at the end of the day, I think 12 percent off. But the uh, we need another we need an Amazon competitor so that so that they don't rip us off because I think they've been doing basically that. People are saying at least it's a solution so I don't have to go out and get myself exposed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm looking for somebody else online, and the other stores are gradually building the capability uh, so that at least uh, I didn't stick with Amazon on the grocery side. Our local grocery store will just bring it out to your car. So right. you do part of the job, uh, and you pay a little bit for them doing the shopping for you. But still, I've, I've got this problem that's probably going to get worse over time where somebody needs to, in their ads, have some kind of standard measure so I can tell whether I'm getting what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Show things it, next to a ruler. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. Uh, Every photo should have a, a, a ruler sitting next to it so I can see yeah. the size of that tomato. Yeah, yeah. Or some way of... You can push the button at least some, you know, it doesn't have to be on every visual thing. But before I push the buy button, I want to look at the product in a way that I know it's what I really want. Yeah. Well, and for a lot of things, it's like if it isn't what you want, just return it. But with when you're buying food, they, they you can't do that. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's well, work. and the process is still not great. You know, this week, um, this weekend, in fact, I decided I didn't feel like cooking. Neither did my wife. We didn't want to go out. And I said, you know what? Let's just have pizza delivered. And I, mm-hmm. in my life, have probably had pizza delivered to my house maybe three times. I just don't usually have people come to my house. I go get it. But I, yeah. wanted, I wanted it delivered. So I, and I saw an ad on TV that had you know, planted the seed. So I went to the Domino's website, found the store that's local to me, placed my order, went through the whole process, hit pay, processed for a minute, and then came back and said, we can't process your purchase. And this is through Apple Pay, by the way. So uh. I went through the whole process again because, of course, it lost my order. So I had to input my order, hit pay, pops up, approved it on my watch. Then it comes back and says, we cannot process your order. At I which, did the same thing, Todd. At You're which, not alone. At which point I went, screw Domino's, went to Pizza Hut, made the same order, did it on my watch, said, thank you very much. And then it said at the bottom, your carryout order will be ready in 15 to 20 minutes. And I went, son of a biscuit. They made, like, so they didn't deliver. I still had to go get in my car and go pick up the damn pizza. I was so mad. What a, <laughs> I was so irritated. Yeah. I ended yeah. up getting a perfectly good pizza. I was happy with the food and, and everything, but and, and it was there waiting for me when I got there. Everything went smoothly, but uh, and clearly it was operator error. But when I when I first went into the Pizza Hut website after being irritated from the fine folks at Domino's, uh, yeah, if you've got a Domino's person out there and you're listening, your system sucks. Um, well, but I'll tell you. I'll it, tell you. The- well, let me finish. At the when I went to Pizza Hut, the first thing they said is, "Do you want the?" the uh, no-contact curbside delivery. And I said no, and I should have said yes, because I thought, and at one time they did during COVID, you had the option of no-contact or just traditional knock-on-the-door, here's your pizza. And I said, I- I'm not that paranoid, just knock on the door and hand me the damn pizza. Well, that never became an option. So as I went through it, I realized that right up front, I should have said, yeah, 
No contact. Drive by, throw the pizza out the door. Don't talk to me. You know, yeah. I, I, the, the process it was unclear and it irritated me. But in the end, I got my pizza. So I guess I shouldn't, shouldn't complain too much. Well, let, let me tell you about my biggest complaint is there's so many stores that I don't want to uh, ever leave anybody, leave my card online for anybody. Oh, yeah. They, they'll keep it in the app, but I'll always go to, to enter it in. And what I really look for more than anything else is Apple Pay. Now, some of them will put Apple Pay on the first page, but when it comes time to pay, there's no way to get the Apple Pay. Yeah. It was a fake. They just got my business because they put Apple Pay on the front page, and therefore I assumed when I got to the pay out thing that uh-huh. Apple Pay was going to be there. And I remembered them, and I wrote that on a, on a list, and I'm going to keep a list of people I'm not doing business with anymore. Yeah, liars. You know? Huh? Liars. Yes, yes, because that was intentional. It was absolutely intentional. And uh, anyway, yeah. it's just all kinds no, of I'm stuff with like you. that's I, annoying. I, I, I love it when Apple Pay is an option. That's my preferred way to pay online. And if they, if they um, you know, want to put in a credit card, I'll debate. I very often will just choose not to do business with them. I never have them save my credit information, although there's nothing stopping them from doing it. Just they could lie to me there, too, and say, yeah. you know, um, by the I, way, I don't trust their database management. I mean, quite frankly, you know, somebody you would by, think would be trustworthy at handling that stuff like Target, who's been handling credit cards for years, has been hacked, hacked multiple times. So, yeah, uh, by the way, uh, my action after I got done uh, and put them on the list is I wanted to go back and find that same store where it showed Apple and take a picture of it along with the checkout thing without the Apple pay. Yeah. And I couldn't find it because what I, what I couldn't find the store or they changed the, the way the page looked. I don't know. I can't remember. I, I don't, I thought I was at the right place where I saw it online. So, uh, but since I couldn't go back to it, uh, I thought, well, then maybe I made a mistake, you know. So anyway, what I'm going to have started doing now is order. If, if if I'm right while I'm there and I see the Apple Pay, I just take a picture because I can get rid of this later, okay? Right. And, and then I go to the checkout, and if it's not there, then I'll get the other one, and I will, in fact, send it to Apple. Yeah. Tell them, let them, you know, sick them after people who are misusing their label. Yeah. Because Apple owns the... Apple Pay logo, I think. Sure. I yes, assume they, they do. do. Yes. So, anyway, uh, because, you know, you can't let that stuff slip by because it'll just it grow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. no, it's it's irritating. I have noticed several places where they have said um, uh, they put signs up and they've been up for over a month now in one place that I know of where they say that they can't take Apple Pay or electronic payments. So I don't know whether their system is down, but it shouldn't have been down that long. Huh. It, it just had a sign there. Yeah, just that, saying, huh? you know, we, we can't take it, so you got to give us cash or a card. Yeah, well, that happens every once in a while. Like They probably had to... I understand if it, yeah, I understand if it happened, but I mean they couldn't process a card either then. But they, for whatever yeah, reason, yeah. the EBT system is down, electronic payment system is down. Okay, fine. 
But when I come back a week later and it still has the sign-up, that's just them saying we don't want to take these anymore. And and, huh. that, and then that's me going, then I don't want to do business here anymore. Yeah. Huh. You know, that's the other weird thing. Apparently, like, we're practically the only country in the world who when you hand somebody a credit card, they take it and walk away from you. Everywhere yeah. else in the world, the payment is processed right in front of you, and they hand your card back to you. They don't wander off with your card. Yeah, I've had too many credit card problems. I, I don't yeah. know if it's from that kind of a thing. Although I have two cards, one that I use for local businesses and the other one that's online. Right. And it's the online one that's the one that keeps getting hacked. Right. So I, I don't – it's somebody that I'm doing business with online – that's giving it out to, or, you know, yeah. or somebody's saving, crooked is in the... Saving it in their insecure database, even though you told them not to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, I you sent me a 9 to 5 Mac article that's been updated, it says, to April 2022. Right. Uh, it was originally posted in September 2017, which was the 10th anniversary of the iPhone, and this was an announcement of iPhone 10, which I happen to have. Did you send that to me just because I have the 10? I don't I, remember sending it to you. The thing that I sent you from 9 to 5 Mac was about the Apple Watch 8 because you asked about it. It's oh, maybe there yet. was. Uh, no, I, I didn't mean today. It was oh. before we started. Oh, I have but, no idea. But but anyway, I may have put a, pushed another button off of a, of a page you sent in order to get to this one. Now, I, I can't remember how I did. But. The problem is, is that they said they updated the page here uh, on in April of 2022, and I I don't know how to tell. Or it says April updated April 6th of 2022. Uh, they, there's no way to tell what the update are. You know, I read this and I, I wanted to know what's changed right. since it was originally put out. Uh, you know, in uh, twenty seventeen. I mean, most well-written articles at the bottom of the article will say, you know, uh, it was updated and added this or something at the bottom. They tell you what they added. Well, I've looked everywhere. I just yeah. wanted to. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I don't so know. I, so I says, well, maybe you sent it to me just because it was I my, may, the I phone may, that I have. I may have sent you the article back when it was originally done in twenty seventeen. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh no! It was sent to to me after April, or after April sixth because uh -huh. this that's that's what it says on the page now. It's uh, okay. an updated on April sixth. Okay. And it's an iPhone ten overview is what it is. Uh, so that seems odd that they would go back and update something that's five years old. Yeah, just a I don't page. Know. I don't know. No, the one that and, I just sent from nine to five Mac was the. Um, uh, basically, the story was Ming-Chi Kuo says that Apple's Series 8 could feature a body temperature measurement. Um, so, we'll see. Oh, that's just, that's now you sent it. I'm yeah. talking about earlier. I'm I gonna go up. Yeah, I understand. I don't remember oh, sending maybe, the other one. It was sometime earlier in the month. If okay, it wasn't today, you, then I don't care about it. You sent me the, John, the Johnny Ive one was from 9 to 5. Maybe I pushed a button on that page. Ah, maybe. That took you that, something that, new. That's, prob that's probably what it had to be. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so. we were talking about the watch, and the 8 will come out sometime this fall. And apparently, yeah. uh, you might get a new sensor. You might get a temperature sensor. So. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't I, seem like a reason enough to rush out and, and get it, but uh, but you never know. 
Oh, I think the only book link I can say it says it has a full New York Times article here about Ives' departure, and another one reviewed the book, which you can read here, which is a link. Oh, and then iPhone, here it is. It says the story goes beyond that episode and talks about iPhone's 10th anniversary. That's the one I pushed. Ah. It was it was from Ives. And I thought maybe it was going to say something about Johnny Ives' contribution to that right. uh, thing, but it didn't when I got back there. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Now I know. You're traveling off on wild links going somewhere and, and blaming me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I. I knew it was from one of your links because I reviewed those before I got on air. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's solved. Yeah. Well, on that note, I don't know that we have that much more to talk about. Uh, it's almost uh, 10 o'clock my time, which means it's one o'clock yeah. your time. So probably time to move on. I should be getting hungry about now. huh? Yeah. If you're not, <laughs> if you're not, think about getting hungry right now. Well, no, so, I know why I'm not, because I uh, I had breakfast starting at 8:30, which is way late for what I normally do. Ah. And, and I went. I was since I was went out. I had a pretty good sized breakfast because I was hungry by then. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a late lunch. There you go. So, yeah. Well, it's good All talking right. to you, Todd. Likewise. We'll be back again this time next week. We ask that you, uh, if you enjoy this, to check out our other podcasts at the shackoutback.studio website and subscribe in your favorite podcast player. If there's a way to give us a, a, a rating, we ask that you give us a positive rating. Give us a five-star rating. And if you don't feel like you could do that, then just don't do anything. Question for you, Todd. <laughs> Last time you mentioned uh, our upcoming new show with you and Aaron. Right. That's kicked off. It has not yet. Um, we both have had a few things going on, and so we're, we're probably going to start doing some recording next week, and then we'll release the week after that. Okay. So, just... so you know, we'll uh, mid look for us mid-May. Okay. What was the name? Um, you know, we were debating, and so I and I think I had said something, but it's not popping in my head off top off top of my head right now, so oh. I'm not even sure I want to share that yet until I know it. Um, okay. <laughs> Actually, I can I can pop over there real quick, and I'll tell you what the name that we had come up with. Um, uh, come on, yeah, page yeah. load. My web pages are loading slowly. Your your web's slowing down, huh? Uh, the rest of us. The rest of the us. The rest of us. Yeah, I like that. So, kind of so, a, like the rest of the story, right? Yeah. Well, we kind of like the idea or the concept that. Um, you know, what you end up hearing on the news is people at the fringes of political thought and public thought, public discourse. You know, the people who are the loudest and the squeakiest wheels are the ones who who really don't hold sort of the middle of the road uh, opinions that the rest of us tend to hold. And so yeah. we thought, you know what, let's let's kind of go out there and represent the rest of us and just say, hey, you know, here's what the crazies are saying. But the rest of us think, <laughs> you know. Uh, so anyway, we'll see how it goes. Um, we're, we're putting together ideas and hopefully we'll have something out in another week or two. Okay. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
you to talk to the car. I see now. I now can you hear me? I could hear you when you said good morning. Oh, that's right. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> Just because you can't hear me doesn't mean I can't hear you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, how are you this morning? Okay, I have a little bit of a headache. A headache. Yeah. A little bit. Let me see if I can get myself disconnected audially from this thing so I'll come up on the screen here. Uh, I don't know how to get you onto my earphones. Hold on just a minute. Okay. Uh, get logged in here. Get my settings. Come on. Everything's running slow here. Bluetooth. I better connect Bluetooth. Well, it says it's connected. Now it says it's not connected. What's going on here? I don't understand. Oh, now it's going to come in my ear, which is what I was trying to do. And now say something. Something, something. Okay, now I can hear you better. Get you right through my hearing aids. Yeah, your sound quality at this end changed, but now I'm hearing myself echoing. You're hearing yourself echoing. That's probably because I've got this thing too loud in my earphones. Yeah, let's clear up with Max. Yeah. Now let's try it again. Hello, hello. Oh, is that better? It's better. I can still hear it, but it's not bad. So, okay. Just a minute. What's Why was that? I got this on some kind of focus here. Do not disturb on focus. So I guess just focus is unfocused. I don't know. Oh, I see. I could just, yeah. I was looking at my control panel thing, and it said the, there's a red button on it. I hadn't noticed that before. It just says focus just to let you know what the button's for. Then you can get any one of the focuses that you want. Right. But when I saw the red moon, I said, what kind of focus is that? <laughs> red moon, uh, that's usually like you're asleep, right? That's overnight? Yeah, I guess no focus at all yeah. or something. Yeah, well, they've got um, a couple default ones in there. <clears throat> like the regular, the regular. I think the the moon is like the traditional do not disturb that would come on you know, you would have come on at night because before they just had do not disturb and then they decided, oh, wait a minute, there's more than one kind of focus. So Yeah, yeah. so it's like the do not disturb button, but it's not, I guess. Mm. All right. At least it's got a moon on do not disturb, a half moon, and this was a half moon with red background, just says focus. Yeah, I think it's the same. Oh, you think that's in the do not disturb mode, huh? I do. Oh, okay. Does it say focus on the button regardless of which you pick? Like if I pick sleep on. What no, button, it says. What no, button it says, are you referring to? I'm, I'm referring to the focus button on the control panel. And so sleep on and do not disturb. Uh, no, do not disturb on now. I, I don't want that on. I guess I can turn it off. Well, okay, do not I'll, disturb on is not a bad thing because that means then you won't get any phone calls ringing in in the middle of our, 
you know, you'll, you'll see that the call is there, but it won't make any noises or anything in the middle of our recording. You're right. Yeah, you're right. That's a good one to have on. 